Nice to be joined by the head coach of the New England Patriots. Says he's here every single Monday, Bill Belichick. Uh, Bill, good afternoon. How you doing today? All right, Greg. How you doing, Steve? Doing Welcome, well, coach. Thanks. How are you? Tough day yesterday. What was the uh, what was the feeling in the locker room? Anger, disappointment, frustration, combination of everything uh, like that. Yeah, those are probably pretty good adjectives. Yeah, yeah. but uh, we moved on. So. As as a coach, uh, and you've been in any number, every situation you could be. What do you? Uh, uh, what's the best reaction f- for your team for uh, uh, after a game like that? Is it the anger and 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 not taking advantage of opportunities? Is that the the biggest part of it? Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably everybody handles it a little bit differently, but uh, you know, in the end, uh, you know, we got to get ready for Tennessee. That, that's what it's about now. So that's what we're going to do. Yep. You emphasized to us last week when you were in here that you were tre- you guys were treating that as a playoff game. It was a playoff game. If you won, you advanced around in the postseason. After you lose that game, lose the bye, is there anything you need to say or do to the team to sort of recalibrate them after the disappointment to, to get back to work? Yeah. Well, I mean, I talk to the team every day, so um, that's, I'll continue to do that. Sure. When you look at Tennessee, you watch film, you saw them, played them last year. What sticks out to you? Oh, it's a well-balanced team. Um, they've certainly played well in the last, um, I don't know, call it nine, ten weeks of the season. Uh, offensively, they have a strong running game and um, a good play-action passing game that goes with it. Big receivers, um, so they can move the ball. Number one team in the league in the red area, so that all that all adds up. Uh, you know, defensively, they're well coached, as you would expect, with Dean Pease, Mike Vrabel. Um, they have some disrupted players up front. They're well balanced team um, in the secondary and in, in the linebacker level, and at um, on the front. So, uh, you know, got a great great punter, right, best punter in the league. So, they got a lot of a lot of good players. And uh, again, they're well balanced team. They they do everything well. They play hard. They're physical. They're tough. They're well coached. They're a good situational football team. Uh, and they've they've won a lot of close games in part because of their good red area performance. How much different is Tannehill from when you saw him the last couple of years in Miami? How much better of a quarterback is he? Yeah, well, I thought he did a good job in Miami. So, I mean, he's athletic, um, smart, very smart. Um, handles all the handle everything at the line of scrimmage. It's not a problem. Um, and has a good arm. Make all the throws. Get the ball down the field. Throw it outside the numbers. Um, you know, uses his outlet receivers and his checkdowns. So he's. He does a good job. I thought he did well in Miami. Uh, but I think you've addressed it some already. But what was the the thought process going into the end of the half uh, yesterday with the with the uh, time left on the clock? Yeah, well, if we had made a you know could have made a couple positive plays and changed the field position, uh, we would have you know treated it more like a two minute drive. But uh, you know we didn't, and so we just decided to take the ball and start the second half, and you know try to win the last 30 minutes. Is it easier to do that, or is it? Uh, does the fact that you're uh, receiving the ball the, to start the second half, does that factor into that uh, uh, that decision too? Uh, probably helps it a little bit, but um, you know, I try to you know, go that far without much time, and uh, you know, then if you don't make it, you end up giving it back to them, which is you know, what happened last week. Um, you know, so, we, again, we just felt like that was – didn't play a good first half, felt like we go back in, regroup at halftime. Um, if we had gotten something going, great. But uh, we didn't just regroup at halftime and come back and you know and win the last uh, 30 minutes. But um, obviously, we weren't able to do that. 
in the NFL, we usually, or football in general, timeouts are usually about truly time management, you, you know, stopping the clock for your purposes. In the NBA, sometimes we see momentum timeouts where another team's on a run, a coach will call a quick 20. When the, the other team is driving down the field like the Dolphins were late in that game, is there ever a consideration of sort of calling a timeout just to, to regroup, catch our breath, and, and try to figure out a way to get a stop there? Yeah, well, that's basically what the two-minute withdrawal was, or the two-minute um, two warning was. So you do, you would consider if you hadn't gotten the two minute, or if even inside the two minute, you could use a timeout for, for those momentum, for lack of a better word, purposes. Sure. Mm-hmm. You like how your team has reacted? It's been twenty four hours, but if you like how your team has reacted and put the game behind them, maybe a little bit moved on towards Tennessee. Yeah, well, I have a lot of confidence in this team. This, these guys have been through a lot. They work hard. Um, you know, nobody feels good about yesterday, but. Um, yeah, I think they'll move on. I think they'll they'll respond. They'll compete the right way. Is it just? It is what it is that you have such a difficult loss, and you're just forced to have to move on as quickly as you have to because you've got a playoff game on Saturday. I mean, it's it's the National Football League. There's, you know, there's disappointments in the course of the season. That's part of it. There are ups and downs. Uh, you, know, you have some big wins. You have some tough losses. Uh, moving on. It's part of what a good football team can do, or does, or needs to do. So. Hopefully we'll, we're in that category. Stephon Gilmore stepped up after the game uh, yesterday and sounded like he basically apologized to his teammates. Uh, kind of a stand-up move for a guy who had an uncharacteristically tough day. He seems to be that kind of guy. Yeah, well, I think all of us feel the same way. I think all of us that um, played or coached in the game feel like we didn't do a good enough job and we could have done more. I mean, I feel that way. And I'm, you know, I don't feel good about the way that, you know, the way things went yesterday or the way that um, you know, I coach the game, so I'd I'd like to have some of that back, but you can't. So sure. I'm sure each player that's played feels the same way. I'm sure, you feel the same way. Felt the same way when you played. You lose a game like that, you feel like, well, if I would have done something a little bit different. It might have might have made a difference, yeah. but um, but we can't take that back. We got to move on. A lot of coaches talk about maximizing strengths. That's part of coaching, and you know the weekly process. If I asked you, you know, what do you feel like your team does well right now heading into the its biggest game of the year, season on the line? Uh, well, each game has a different matchup, so you, you try to try to match up your team against the opponents. That's something we'll work on today, tomorrow, and try to come up with the best game plan we can to match up against the Titans. What kind of matchup is Derek Henry to go against? Well, again, he does everything well. Uh, he's a big guy. He's a strong runner, but uh, he's very quick and... Um, for his size, he has good good feet, good lateral quickness. He avoids a lot of people. Uh, he doesn't just run over them, although he runs over his share for sure. He has good vision um, and can find find space in the defense. Um, you know, he's got good patience. So he's he does a you know he does a good job. He's got the breakaway speed too. There's, there's a lot of runs where he gets into the secondary. He had one yesterday, and you know, turn a 15 yard run into a 60 yard touchdown. So. Um, you've really got to be careful about you know going for the knockout hit on him, and uh, he he avoids you and gives you the slip. Uh, you got to be careful about trying to break down and wait for him to make a move, and then he runs over you. So he's he's got a good good combination. He's got good stiff arm, and uh, you know he's he's tall. He's got some length. He's hard to when he's stiff arms. He's hard to get get your arms around him and tackle him. So he's he's a big challenge. Rarely does a guy uh, running back have a, a year like that without uh, without some pretty good input from the offensive line you don't hear a lot about their line how is their offensive line they're good yeah they're good they uh they're very quick and aggressive 
they do a good job of um, of creating movement, um, both laterally and vertically. They have a good mix of plays. They they run inside, they run off tackle, they run outside. Um, they toss the ball some, uh, so they have a real good good balance. Uh, it's hard to just say we're gonna you know, stop this one play or stop these two plays. They they have a good good variety, and and uh, Tannehill does a good job of getting them into the right. Um, you know, if there's a certain look that and they're one of two plays, and then he ends up running the right one, and and that you know hurts the defense because of their uh, alignment and position. And uh, when they've got one thing stopped, he you know sometimes he gets them to something else. So. Uh, the combination of all those things um, is good. They're well coached. They have a good good scheme where they mix 11, 12, and some 21. Sometimes a couple other personnel groups in there and uh, do the things that they know how to do well, but it keeps the defense off balance because it looks different. You have a short week for what seems like on the surface an interesting matchup, a team you practiced against in the preseason, had joint practices with. You played them last year. There's obviously some personnel and coaching staff carryover that – it seems like you see on a regular basis now, week in, week out. Um, you know, what are the layers or the challenges to that whole everything that goes into it? There's a lot of information there, but not overanalyzing it or not paralysis by analysis. Yeah, well, that's again, there's uh, that's fairly frequent here. So, um, you know, we'll just try to take out and, and make the you know, do the best we can with. It. There's some things that are fundamentally important. There are the things that are, I'll say, little things, but they're. Maybe can give you a little edge, but if you you know overthink them and spend too much time on those, maybe you miss one of the big things. So um, you know you just try to find the right the right balance on that. Um, but uh, you know this game will be a lot different than, than training camp. Training camp was really more about us working on our fundamentals. Tennessee working on their fundamentals, getting their team going. It was the second week of training camp. This is there was not much game planning or anything like that going on. That was really about us improving and getting better um, to get ready for the start of the regular season. And, you know, this game has a, a whole different impact. So um, I don't think there's too much carryover from that. Um, when you look at, as you start to break down the statistics of any opponent, you don't see too many teams who have a receiver leading the way with 20 yards a catch. What does Brown do well? How did he, how does he put up those numbers this year? You know, he's big and he's fast. And, um, you know, he... He gets a lot of downfield throws, but he also can take those 10 and 15 yard in cuts and slant patterns and break a tackle and go 60. So um, he's he's good after the catch, um, and he's a big target. Uh, so you know when you bring guys up to stop the running game and they they play action, he's a he's a big guy to throw to down there. Whether it's you know inside, outside, deep, um, and if there's space in the defense, those catch and run plays are you know they can be they can be home runs. But what sticks out to you is uh, Mike Vrabel as a head coach. Well, I think his teams are always, you know, tough, um, well-coached, good fundamental teams, consistent. They do a lot of little things well, you know, special teams, situational football. Um, you know, kind of what Mike, some of Mike's strengths as a player, you know, he those things are important to him, and, you know, he's emphasized those to his team, and they've uh, learned him, adapted to him, and, and executed him well. Did you see him as a head coach back in the day, or as a head coach to be, or do you just uh, not? I think Mike was definitely interested in coaching. We talked a lot about that uh, when he was a player. And, uh, you know, of course, he went from uh, here to Kansas City and then Kansas City to Ohio State uh, and, and coached, you know, coming right out of his playing career. So, yeah, didn't surprise me. Um, he's, you know, Mike's a smart guy and very versatile player, played offense, defense, special teams, um, loved the practice, practiced at a lot of different positions on the scout team, played defensive back, played defensive line. 
obviously played his linebacker positions, played inside, outside, played in all the kicking games. So, you know, like football, likes to play, um, like to compete, and, you know, I think understood the totality of uh, not only the game but how different aspects of it fit together and the strategy and so forth that's involved in the kicking game and uh, offensive and defensive situations. He was always, um, you know, kind of the guy on the field that would – recognize things or give alerts to his teammates uh, you know heads up for this watch out for that type of thing that uh, you know he he could think quickly and uh, you know uh, had a good very instinctive player can you see some things that uh, you, you may just recognize from what he learned here while he was with the Patriots On well I think there are some fundamentals in in uh, Mike and Dean's defense but uh, really it's it's the Texans defense it's what Mike ran uh, with the Texans and you know, Dean, uh, you know, I think has added a few things from what he did in Baltimore and so forth. But, you know, a lot of those fundamentally are the same in terms of uh, the techniques and, and so forth. And the way the alignment might be could be, you know, a little different. But in the end, I think a lot of the teaching fundamentally is the same. The keys and uh, taking on blockers and run force and coverage techniques and things like that. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot of similarities. We saw that down there in training camp that a lot of the – a lot of the coaching uh, that we did, you know, you kind of hear them saying some of the same things that we said. The way they t- they approach the teaching process and things like that is that what you're talking about the the, the yeah, getting but, the message across to the guys. Yeah, or the yeah. or the coaching points that they would give to you know their players of you know as they were correcting them. A lot of times they're the same ones that we'd be given on the other field to our offensive. You know, we're on different fields, but you know we'd be given to our guys you know the training methods that they have down there and so forth the weight room and all that i mean i think there's you know definitely some i'm not saying it's the same because it's not the same but right. you know, some parallels there yeah. kind of a nuts and bolts question there's been multiple reports that teams have requested to interview josh for their open head coaching jobs how would that process play out over the next week without the buy yeah no i don't know right now andy i'm just trying to concentrate on uh, getting ready for the titans whatever uh, whatever that is, it is, and you know we'll comply with whatever the process is. But um, really, I spent the majority of the day here trying to, you know, get ready for Tennessee. So we'll does, deal with that later. Does he do a good job of that compartmentalizing and focusing on what is his current job? Yeah, sure. It's been a while since you've had a play in a game like this where you haven't had the buy. What's the challenge like? As a as a coach to go right from well playoff football is playoff football so we're in a one game season we've been there plenty of times before but this team hasn't so this team will you know will face those challenges this week uh, like every team does if they're fortunate enough to be here we're one of twelve teams that are still uh, playing where our record zero and zero just like everybody else's is at this time of year and you know we'll see where it all goes I don't know it's twenty teams that are done um, fortunately we're not one of those teams so our season still continues and. We'll, whatever we're able to accomplish and earn, and we'll get. How's the health of your team going into the playoffs? Uh, you know, we'll, I think we're you know, in, in decent shape. We'll see. Um, you know, didn't practice today, obviously. Mm-hmm. We'll see how much we're able to do tomorrow. But, you know, by midweek, Wednesday or Thursday, we'll probably have a little better handle on, you know, where some guys are. But uh, hopefully we'll have be pretty close to full strength. I mean, you know. In terms of playing, look, I don't think anybody's full strength at this time of year, but nope. that's that's the National Football League. So, right. yeah, but I, I think we're we're not we're not bad. Steve and I got into a little argument about this earlier, but the Landon Roberts catch, obviously a very nice catch. It worked out. He was open. 
but you would you would run it earlier. You would line him up there and run him down the sideline. I think in the first quarter. Um, is it rare when you use something like that? That's not a trick play, but a little unique. Were you were you fortunate that it worked the second time that the defense didn't have that adjustment ready? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. And has he shown those those hands and the run after catch ability in practice? Or yeah, well, I mean, we wouldn't have thrown it to him if we didn't feel like he could catch it. But no, he made a good play on the ball, and and uh, you know, got coach, a little, you got a little limp leg there and broke tackle. Do you often get questions by reporters that are meant to gear you towards the exact answer that they want? Is that do you see that happening quite hey, a bit? You taught me All if right? you're going to argue with somebody, argue to win the argument. All right, good point. That's a good point. Right, you might have been right. You want to you do the? It, uh, you want to do? The, I got my uh, Christian Fourier uh, impersonation coming. The Bill Drive of the Week. Yeah, whichever one you want, Andy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought that was the answer screw, I was going to get. Screw it. Yeah, they land on touchdown. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kind of figured. Yeah. yeah. You knew the answer. You knew the answer. Hey, you were you gonna get why did you bills. even ask the question? Yeah. Well, because somebody told me that I had to. I do as I, I do my job, Bill. Do, do it in your Fourier voice next time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you do it very well? Uh, Should we ask him? Coach, uh, no, please do not ask him. <laughs> right. Coach, thanks a bunch. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, great thing. Thank you. Yep. All right. Thank you. Have a great new year. Good luck this week.